0: This episode of Pod Cemetery is brought to you by Customized Events LLC. If you ever want to be really scared, call Customized Events at 516-900-FEAR. Custom scares just for you. And out
1: with the Steelers, in Chicago's, and what I Making a stand, the smell of death is on the and not when
0: the cold wind blows no one cares, hello my name is chris
2: my name is kelsey
0: and this is pod cemetery where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are and it's a Meta comedy horror week on Pod Cemetery with 2000's Cut and 2016's Fear Inc. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show?
2: Horror trivia.
0: Give me what you got.
2: Name two horror movies starring Vincent Price.
0: (laughs) Okay. House of Wax. And House on Haunted Hill. There you go. Okay, Kelsey. Uh, Since there's not a lot of uh, trivia around the movies we're going to watch today, I instead decided to go to a list of real, actual Jeopardy questions about horror movies.
2: Ooh, fun.
0: This is from the April 29th, 1998 episode of Jeopardy. For $600 in the category So Funny It's Scary, which I thought was a little fitting since this is a more comedic episode this week, Mm -hmm. your clue is this horror movie veteran played the inventor who put together Edward Scissorhands.
2: Vincent Price! It's
0: Vincent Price, but you didn't give it to me in the form of the question, so you are awarded no points, and may (laughs) God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) Negative 600 points for Kelsey. (laughs) This is really funny that you just happened to give me... Interesting. Cool. All right, that leads us into our first movie, Cut, from 2000. Directed by Kimball Rendell. That's a fun name. Written by Dave Warner, based on a story by Dave Warner and Mark Lamprell. Starring Jessica Napier, Jeff Ravel. Molly Ringwald and Kylie Minogue getting more credit than she deserves for her two scenes. (laughs) Also, good job with the impossible to Google title movie. Yes. (laughs) Jesus. What is cut about Kelsey?
2: The creators of a horror movie are getting picked off one by one by a murderer.
0: It's bigger than that.
2: It happened in the 80s. It's happening again now.
0: I would say that when the production of a horror movie is cut short due to a murder... Did uh, you come
2: up with that all by yourself, babe? I did, yeah. Uh
0: (laughs) It sparks a sort of horror movie urban legend. And every time somebody tries to complete the film, more people die.
2: Yeah, except that they don't tell you that it's supernatural until it's too late.
0: Oh, it's so dumb.
2: It's really dumb. The
0: supernatural bit is pretty dumb.
2: Comes out of nowhere. Yeah. They not made you believe that it was supernatural at all until it is...
0: Uh-huh. ...stupid. Now, this was recommended to us by the Chickapedia, who claims not to remember recommending it. And this might not even be the cut that she recommended... Because there is more than one horror movie called Cut, remarkably, believe it or not.
2: I, I thought this was the one she meant because it was about a group of people putting making a horror movie that were getting killed, and I think that she wanted us to watch it with Scream 2.
0: Well, so is the other cut horror
2: movie. Oh my movie. god, are you serious? Yeah, uh-huh. There are two horror movies called Cut with the same plot.
0: Not the same exact plot, but they're about making horror movies. Um, Oh, I'm
2: really sorry, Chickapedia, if we watched the wrong one.
0: This one is cut with an exclamation point from 2014. Nothing is as it seems as an ex-con and aspirant filmmaker set out to manufacture a horror film by scaring real people. However, when it goes too far and someone actually dies the pair decide that killing for real on film is the way to make a truly terrifying movie. Mm. So if that's the real one, maybe we'll come back to that one. But in any case, the movie that we watched from the year 2000 that has Molly Ringwald and Kylie Minogue in it, it's an Australian film, Mm -hmm. is available to rent for $4 on the big players. You can buy it for as little as $4 on Google, Voodoo, and YouTube in standard definition, $6 on Apple TV, Amazon, and YouTube in high definition, uh, and $8 on Fandango, should people watch Cut? No. No. No, you shouldn't. That's a no. That's a no. It's definitely a no for me, dog. It's one of those movies where I was like, maybe two-thirds of the way through, I was like, I'll give this this score, and then it kept going, I was like, oh, no, I can't even give it that. And then it kept going, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't even give it that. Yeah. Like, my score just kept going down as the movie kept going.
2: Yeah. The first, like, 45 to an hour is
0: fine. Uh, remember, the movie's only an hour and 20 minutes long or so.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The first yeah. 45 to an hour uh, is fine. It's not great. It's not great. But it's not terrible. But the last 20, 30 minutes are so awful, it it just makes the rest of the movie just, y- you don't care.
0: Yeah, and it kind of forgets that it's a comedy. Yeah. Because it is kind of a comedy, not a great one.
2: Right. One of the things I wrote when I thought it was still okay, I was like, you know, this movie would have been a lot better if they had really leaned into it being a comedy. Yeah.
0: But then in the last, you know, moments of the movie, it just like completely forgets it's a comedy. I would say the same thing about the next movie we're going to watch as well. Now, that one suffers more for that, I think. But this one, it's just now we're just a weird nonsense supernatural horror movie out of nowhere. And you're spending the movie going, who could it be? Then you find out and it's not it's no one. It's none of them. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's a real ripoff in that way. And then it might be intriguing. They might've been able to make it intriguing, but they didn't. And yeah, it's, I would not recommend watching this movie. No. You can take our advice or leave it, but when we get back, we will talk about 2000s. Cut. It began as a class project.
1: We have to do a graduation film, right? What better project than to finish that film?
3: To resurrect our own film. From Oblivion, that movie was a nightmare.
1: So what you're saying is there's some sort of a curse on this film. Now, they've made an unexpected
3: discovery of a mysterious legend.
1: Creepier than
2: Friday Hell the 13th. More <laughs> blood and guts than Texas Chainsaw.
3: More <laughs> sex than <laughs> Deepthroat. Before
1: you and it. that should never.
3: Who wants to make a mainstream slasher movie? See the light of day. Playing with nightmares.
2: And action. Cut!
1: Cut! Cut! Cut it! Cut!
0: Alright, Kelsey, get us started. How does Cut begin?
2: It's very obvious the moment it starts that we are watching the movie that they were making in the 80s. Oh yeah,
0: first comment I had is, is there Vaseline on the camera?
2: Yes, it it all is kind of fuzzy looking, the, the sound quality isn't perfect, you know, the, the, yeah. So, a mom tells her kids, hey, I put your dinner on the stove, Molly Ringwald takes a shower when she gets out. It says on the mirror, now you die. Mm-hmm. And she barely reacts to that. We see like a weird hand. And the funny thing is, is that like we find out the premise of this movie way later. Like we watch this scene and we don't know like why his Uh hand is all weird, what his motivation is for killing this woman. None of that is explained until like way later in the film, and they barely talk about it.
0: Yeah, but so I have a note here. I have a note here that says, "Oh, nice. He's nice enough to turn off the stove (gasps) because their food's on the stove." But yeah, he has a thing about was it fire?
2: Yes, he was burned and terribly maimed. Yeah, but his sister got out just fine. So he wants to kill his sister because she survived. I guess. And I think this is supposed to be the end of the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. uh-huh.
2: Uh, but we don't ever get to see the rest of it. But the implication is that they had already made the rest of the film.
0: It just was yeah. On this it's last really, scene. It's, it's very unclear how much of the movie is actually completed. They have s- like six reels of footage. Not footage, like cut film. It's just not completed.
2: Yes. She... Goes to her bed where she finds her dead cat. Oh,
0: that was fucked.
2: Yeah. She answers the phone and she hears, now you die.
0: Kelsey, anything special about the phone? I just got to say it. I hate to stop for this, but it's a rotary phone. Do you remember what was in the middle of the rotary dial? No. For some reason, the Mona Lisa.
2: Really? (laughs) Yes, I don't know why. I did not notice that, no. (laughs) so stupid. (laughs) she yells out the window, like, somebody help me. She breaks a glass bottle, and she you think she's going to use it, but she doesn't. Everyone in this movie is smart enough to get a weapon, but nobody actually uses the weapons uh-huh. that they grab. The murderer comes up on her and slashes her throat, and then we get a cut, 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 cut. You fucked it up, you fucking idiots. You're supposed to like expose her breasts before you do it, mm-hmm. um, and she just is. Kylie Minogue, the director, is just rips into this yep. actor.
0: She wins the movie. She gets to say the title.
2: We find out that Molly Ringwald's character is kind of a bitch. She she yells at this guy like, "I want a coke in my hand." The moment she yells, "Cut" or whatever, and
0: that guy's <laughs> going to be an important character later on for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that
2: dude who she's yelling at for her coke will save her life twice. Lossman. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Molly Ringwald's character is fun. She she's she thinks of herself as like an A-lister, even though she never was and never will be. Well, she seems to have some money. She's an actress. She's a B-list actress. She has money, but she will never be like the, uh-huh. the star that people would bend over backwards for. Yeah, uh-huh. But she pretends like she is. And... She's a lot of fun. I love that that character never wilts. She never changes. She never... Oh, yeah.
0: She never learns anything. She never...
2: (laughs) And she never, like, gets scared and, like, suddenly becomes, like, this wilting flower. That's one
0: of the best parts about the end minutes of the movie is she's just like, you know what? Done it before. I'm gonna do it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <pretty> that's great. <laughs> really, the best part about this film uh-huh. is her refusal to back down or to be weak. Yeah, it's great. And she does get scared when she thinks she's gonna die, but she doesn't let that stop her from doing her best. Yeah, and I re- that that's the best part of the film. But so because Kylie Minogue berates this actor in front of everyone, he kind of goes crazy. Kills her, and then tries to kill Molly Ringwald, but is stopped by the dude who she was yelling at for the coke, and then he, like, gets electrocuted.
0: No, she stabs him.
2: Oh, she does? Yeah,
0: he interrupts them during this moment... When he comes, Lossman does, he comes into Kylie Minogue's chateau or whatever it is that they call it. And Swiss it's kind chalet. Of like a Swiss chalet, that's what it is, yes. And I, I think it is what gives Molly Ringwald the opportunity to stab him. And then there's like electricity for no good goddamn reason. I guess this is where the it's supernatural aspect comes into it.
2: Yeah, so let's just deal with that right now because we're we're shown in this moment without question that it is the actor.
0: Yes. And I he, wrote down, weird to give that away so quickly.
2: Yeah. And he fully explains, I'm doing this because you were a bitch to me. And he cuts off his own finger.
0: <laughs> why, uh, why did he cut off his finger? Yeah. That's my note here.
2: <laughs> like, I wonder if, like, I feel like there was this underlying story that they wanted to tell. Uh-huh. But they realized that it was so ridiculous that they kind of put it on the back burner. And because they put it on the back burner, they forgot to use it entirely.
0: I feel like they just wanted moments that the special effects crew could build. And they didn't care about what the reasoning was. Wouldn't it be twisted if he cut off his own finger? We can do that.
2: Maybe, but it also could have been the indi- like the start of like rituals. The cop will mention w- once, just once... This seems like a ritualistic killing. So like fi- like a, he sacrificed his own finger to yeah, create uh, the evil and the electrocution caused the evil to spark oof. alive. Yeah, I don't know, but they didn't they didn't tell you any of it. But that's what my guess is.
0: Yeah. We haven't talked about the most ridiculous thing of this whole beginning moment and consequently the rest of the movie, the shears. They're just regular old pruning shears.
2: That have just been elongated.
0: That that have a sword on the end. No, it's not like those giant pruning shears or whatever. No, just the regular handheld one-hand pruning shears. Really sharp. You could probably cut off somebody's finger with them. But then one of the two pieces of the scissors elongates into like a full-on sword. And I wrote down, what is this, Final Fantasy? Because Final Fantasy VIII very famously had gun blades. They were swords that were guns.
2: <laughs>
0: so stupid. But uh, it's ridiculous. They put this in the movie with a straight face. And it could have been hilarious, but they say nothing about it. They
2: he do practically it,
0: nothing with it.
2: He mentions it once. It's, they've been modified so that I can do terrible things to bodies like cut off heads. He yeah, says that uh-huh. once. But yeah. The, otherwise, they don't. Yeah. They don't make it a joke. They uh-huh. don't. And I think there was a missed opportunity. I think that they re- if they had leaned into it, this could have been a pretty funny movie. But they didn't. Yeah. But so it ends up being that this is a story that is being told by the dude who kind of saved Molly's life by walking in on it. Lassman, um, yeah. And he's now a film teacher in Australia. And he's explaining, that is why I do not include slashers in my curriculum. Yeah. And for some reason, these filmmakers that are his students are just obsessed with this movie.
0: Yeah. And finishing the movie. Because they talk about finishing it. And he tells a story about how the producer tried to.
2: And I'm just going to ask. Obviously, I understand that other countries do not operate the same way Hollywood does. I understand that. Uh Uh-huh. But, like, this almost makes it, like, if you go to school to become a director, like, and you're just, you're good at it in school, like, you become a commercial director. Like, that gets you
0: a job. No, I, well, I, it's...
2: Is it, is it that they're just so much better funded, like, for the arts, that that's the way it works, rather than in Hollywood, where you have to have sex with people and
0: no, it's pay, spend a lot of money? It, what's going on here is that they have to they have to film something... To get their degree, and so that's what they want to film. The reason why Rafi, our main character Rafi, the reason why she is such a big deal is because she's already done a short that was very very popular on the indie scene and got her a lot of credibility. It has nothing okay. to do with the school or anything like that.
2: Okay, it's like if that's the way it is, I got to move to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear that Rafi the
0: Rafi I
1: think it
2: Rafi is. the star director has some sort of background history with it because she just seems gung-ho about it and she seems too smart and too capable to want to do this unless she has some sort of history yeah. with it. And they will draw hints throughout that she does and but she does. But they do
0: nothing with it.
2: Right. I'll yeah. tell you
0: what it is right now and it doesn't change the plot at all. Yeah. Kylie Minogue is her mom and it has nothing to do with anything.
2: The movie seems... Really intent on sticking up for slashers. There are several times that, like, they'll give, like, reasons for why it's okay to like slasher movies uh-huh. and to still have an understanding of good film and cinema. Mm-hmm. And my response to that is, I don't need any validation. I'm not watching a slasher film and saying it's high art. I'm saying that it's good and it's entertaining. Right. And it can be well done. And I don't I don't need anyone to tell me that that's that's okay that I like slashers, Right. you know? Like I uh-huh. don't I don't need anyone to tell me that in order to have good taste in film, you can't like a certain type of film. Yeah.
0: It's why the term guilty pleasure is kind of stupid. Stupid. Yes. You shouldn't feel guilty about liking something like that. Yeah. Mhm. So anyway, this teacher, Lossman, uh, used to be the AD. He advises them not to make this movie.
2: Because since then, a couple of other people have tried to finish the film and they've all died as well. The
0: producer and his editor, when they tried to complete what they had and release that, both died in mysterious circumstances.
2: And funny enough, one of them was uh, again electrocuted. Yeah. But they decide, it'll be cool, let's do it. And they've already spoken to the... Widowed wife
0: of, of the, the man- producer of the
2: original producer, yeah, uh huh. And she's willing to give them money to finish it because she, she needs doesn't money. get,
0: yeah, well, yeah, she doesn't get, I forget the exact specifics, but she doesn't get anything out of this investment unless the movie gets released, yeah. And so she needs the movie released, and because she's running out of money,
3: I'll be frank with you. The only reason I'm doing this because I need the money. My late husband and I have a first dollar gross position, which means nothing unless the film is finished and on sold.
2: They figure that it's going to be really easy to get Molly Ringwald because she's such a B-list actress. Yeah. And it is easy to get her.
0: They get her. Yes. Her, her agent talks her into it by saying... You know, I don't want this to blow up and become huge, and you're not involved. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, fine, I'll do it.
1: I just don't know if I can do it, Jerry. It's gonna dredge up all kinds of old shit. Besides, there's a celebrity golf tournament in Las Vegas next week messy, baby. I'll be able to work the bejesus out of this. Are you kidding me? Slasher movie gone horribly wrong, buried for years. Vanessa Turnbull goes back to face her demons. You can't buy publicity like this. E! Entertainment Tonight Access Hollywood. They'll go crazy. Sweetheart, I don't want to be reading the trades one morning. See, this movie grows in a hundred million. You're not a part of it. Do you and me a favor. Fly coach to Australia hey coach
2: the next person who's gonna die is the projectionist at where they decide to where they sit down to watch the film yes the cans of film that were made
0: he's kind of fun it's yeah. a bizarre moment in the movie but he's fun he
2: has this whole little monologue where he calls out Raffi for being derivative and having like stolen her last shot from some other filmmaker. Uh-huh.
0: You know, and- it's that it's that idea that people that don't work in the film industry but say they do because they like work at a movie theater or something like, oh, I work in the film industry, and they just it's this feeling of superiority that they have that they know everything and da 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 da. Like, I would not consider us part of the film industry at all, which is right. important because I remember a, there was a review of our show that what did they call us? They called us like L.A. elitist. Like, first of all, we don't live in l a We have nothing to do with the l a film culture scene or anything at all. Like yeah, he, anyway, <laughs>
2: I think he was saying that we were snobs, yeah, we're
0: what just we just we're just a couple that lives together and likes watching horror movies, and this is what we think about it,
2: <laughs> but I enjoy again it, like his monologue again is like, you know, I don't care about celestial movies, art is art. <laughs>
0: He just goes off about, you know, all the weird shit about film art and, you know, yeah. It, I'll put that here. I'd glad it. Ooh, daddy, not these cans again. I thought they'd been
3: destroyed. You rapping, others? Yeah. Loved your short, bloody brilliant, except that last shot was straight out of Shock Corridor, your derivative little thing. You listen, I've written a screenplay. You want to read it? You seen this? Yeah, screened it once. Best thing the director ever did. Man, bit of a hack she was, though, you know or should I say she was a bit, uh, hacked? <laughs> Last time I screened this, a kid sat out the front, got his throat slit by some psycho cleaner. It's a funny thing, you know. I've seen so many murders on the screen. You see the real thing? Hey, it's no big deal. You get these gender-specific assholes that think that screen violence is gonna turn us all into mass murderers. Well, it's crap. I've seen hundreds of murders. I've seen thousands of murders. Next time somebody goes into McDonald's, Shoots up 20 people with a an Uzi and they find a Steven Seagal video in his back pocket. You know what they ought to do? They ought to read 60 minutes, get them to do one of their checkbook bullshit journalism stories on me because I'm a walking advertisement for liberalizing X rated everything. Hey, eh? you know what I mean? Art is art.
2: Hey, eh? he ends up dying. Yep. Anyway, they all play a joke on her, pretending to all be killed, and it's pointless. Yep. Totally pointless. Just a just a reason to get the audience to jump scare, basically.
0: There's the cinematographer, I think his name is Damien, who's like, I didn't play along with it. It's like, yeah, you did. When she was looking around and saw everyone dead. You didn't sit you up didn't and say, say anything. anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. They'll have sex later.
2: <laughs> and the, the joke is made that now Molly Ringwald drinks Diet Coke, which I thought was funny, but it was a one line thing and then it was never brought up again. So. Uh-huh. There's a long joke, a very long joke, about how everyone is hooking up within the cast. But the funny thing is, is that you haven't given me enough time to get to I know I have no idea who any of these
0: people are. So
2: you're making these jokes about these people sleeping together. I don't even know who you're talking about. They did
0: a roll call. They did a freeze frame roll call at the beginning of this movie, which was a little bizarre. And uh, not
2: helpful. And not
0: helpful at all.
2: If you want me to get to know my characters, you got to give me, like... Give me a, a quirk about every one of them. Give uh, me something that helps me stick with their name. Don't
0: tell me that this person is the makeup artist. Show them doing the makeup. Exactly. Have people call them by their name. Like, I need, it needs to be, like, natural.
2: Yes.
3: And this is
0: not natural at all. No. And then I can't remember anyone's name, and I can't remember anyone's job. There are several people that die, and I'll be like, that one girl, that one guy is yes. the only thing I could say.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like I'm it's like dealing with my students, like, you know, like when they write out a list for me, this character's name is so and so and they do this, this name, this person's name is so and so and they do this. I'm like, no, honey, that's not a story. Yeah, that is a list. Uh (laughs) And that's what's happening here. It's Uh like I'm dealing with my middle school kids. They also don't do much of a job to make you like these people because the first thing they do when they go inside this house that they're renting for the film is they break a plate like yeah. it's nothing. Uh huh. Just a bunch of kids, and you're just but then like, cool, gets I don't to s- like these people. Raffi
0: gets to scold them, so we like her a little bit more, but barely.
2: They always said it was a Swiss chalet. What a weird word to call it. And it's uh-huh. like, you know, and again, telling us that Raffi has history. Which, again, Kylie Minogue was her mom.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, and Molly Ringwald doesn't drive with them. She gets her own driver, and we find out that that driver that they got for her was Lostman. It was their teacher. So wait a minute. He knows they're making the movie, and he's helping them with it? But I guess any excuse to be around Molly Ringwald because he has the hots for her or something, that's not really expounded upon.
2: No. The guy who's playing the murderer in the film. So they're going to make jokes about it throughout that he's very method. method yeah. And that's uh-huh. why everyone assumes that it's him, even when it's the murderer. It's an easy way to do that.
0: That makes sense, and a good call on their part, sure.
2: He, like, scares Molly Ringwald. He's like, scare ya? And then she, like, kicks him in the balls and she goes, hurt ya? Uh-huh. Or whatever. That was fun. But yeah, nobody really likes this actor, so... Everybody just kind of accepts that he's a dick, so that makes sense. There's a whole bit about her not being able to drive on the wrong side of the road. There's a whole explanation about how much it affected Molly Ringwald. The projectionist dies. The cops say it might have been a ritual sling, which is, again, one of the very few hints that this has become supernatural.
0: Mm -hmm. But the circumstances of that are weird. They go back to the projectionist's booth... He's not there. They leave him a note saying we're going to pick up the reels in the morning. Then they go on their trip and they have the reels. Then the next night he's dead in the projectionist booth. So he wasn't killed that previous night when the reels were there. He's killed the next night after the reels leave. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
2: None of this makes sense. (laughs) especially when you find out that it is supposed to be that the movie has created this evils this evil being. Yeah, why did he show up after they were taken? Uh-huh. Why did he kill the projectionist? Isn't he supposed to kill the people that are involved in the film? Why didn't he kill the projectionist the first time?
0: Right, cuz the projectionist is the, same person. is the one who found the dead producer when they were showing the when he was screening the film. Yeah.
2: So the murderer is going around killing people. He comes upon this these two people who are having sex, and I'm supposed to know who they are, not, and I don't. No idea. And they're, I don't know, they're part of the crew. And he kills the guy first, and then he's running after the girl. And yeah, I hope
0: you're going to say the thing I think you're going to say. Go ahead.
2: I could not have been more angered and irritated and like it almost felt like the the filmmakers were laughing at their audience mm-hmm. because this girl's being chased around in a kitchen and she's grabbing a bunch of bullshit and the camera full on shows you there's a whole stack of knives. Mm-hmm. There's a whole rack of knives on the mm-hmm. fucking wall that she's just like, "No, she dog, grab- I don't mm-hmm. I don't need a knife. I need pots and pans that do nothing." Like yep. and I'm like, "Is that a joke?" Because if it's a joke, you're not making it clear enough. Make the make the killer stop and laugh at the fact that she's not grabbing the knives. Make her run by the knives and the killer like starts to throw them at her or something. Turn it into a joke. Don't make it like there are the knives that she's just gonna run on by. Right. But like I said, you're either laughing at your audience at this point or you don't know how to make a movie.
0: I was going to say the weird thing is when they kill her, he, like, throws something at her. I don't know if it's the shears or if it is one of those knives. And then she's just, like, in the door. She's stuck in the door like it's Halloween. But she's hanging there. Did she jump right before it hit her? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was a bad. C- Why is she hanging there? <laughs> she was just standing in front of the door. She gets stabbed into it. And now all of a sudden she's dangling. Because
2: they wanted the shot. They they the didn't shot. know how to make it. Uh-huh. They even recognize at one point that two of their friends are gone, and she and one of them is like, oh, they're just having sex. But if they don't show up for call time, we'll call the police. They've already established that where they're making the film, they don't have any signals, so
0: And there's no phone. The phone service is turned off in the building they're filming in.
2: Right, so how are you going to make that phone call if they don't show up for call time?
0: I don't know if they actually said there's no...
2: No, they did. If the
0: producer did.
2: She full-on was like, oh, God, no signal. First thing she said when she got there, and then when she tries to call the police Mm. later, dang it, no signal. Mm. Really? Did you think it was going to change in 24 hours?
0: Yeah. So the way they find this body, the producer finds the body, uh, who, by the way, is a lesbian in love with the director. Yes. Which is also really kind of stupid and pointless. yeah. She tries to get a signal by walking further away from the house or something. She stops in a very specific place and then blood falls on her phone because the body of the girl who was stuck into the door is now hanging in a tree. Yeah. And she just happened to walk under it and it's still dripping blood 24 hours later.
2: Yeah. And what is her solution to run into the Swiss chalet where Kylie Minogue was killed? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, they've noticed that all the masks of the killer are missing. They think that the method actor has gone super method, but they're not. And I don't get... I think that there's a little bit of confusion about where the killer is, or maybe because he's supernatural, he can pop up where he, wherever mm-hmm. he wants to, because I had written down, okay, now he's over there, he's going to kill her on screen, but meanwhile, the the other chick is getting murdered, so... Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's also to the, like you're narrowing down your mental list of who it could be, and you're running out of options. Yeah, you're running. out. And it out. seems like I guess it has to be Lossman. He's yes. gone crazy from the that first the time last, all this happened. He was like the last one
2: possible person it could be. And,
0: and then right as we're getting up to the climax, you somebody you know is the killer under that mask and Lossman in the same shot, and you're like, well, it's not him. Yeah. So who is it? And then you find out it's supernatural, and you're like, oh, that is dumb.
2: It was just a cheap way to get a murderer. Uh-huh. So I, I wrote down, why do they never grab any weapons? Oh, she did. She grabbed a saw, but then she, like, drops it. <laughs> when, when he comes after her, she just kind of drops it. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, okay.
0: Yep, that happens a lot. People just dropping the things that they're carrying that could help them. Yes. He kills the other actor who is playing his role. Yes. And we get a a comment about how, ooh, it's a face-off between the two guys in the masks. I've got one of those too. Face-off. Where's Kraven's style? And we don't get a face-off. He just stabs him right away and he's dead. Yeah. There's no face-off. It's not funny. why would you even bring that up if we weren't going to get that moment?
2: Exactly. It's not funny. It's not exciting. It's just, oh, he killed him. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, like almost like he does in the movie, you know. Cut! What are you doing? You're supposed to make the moment last. Yeah, but you just killed him. I guess maybe making it as if it was maybe real. cool. That's that's fun to watch. That's uh-huh. entertainment. Anyway, we find out that it's an evil force at work because the widow explains it. Yeah, she the shows producer's
0: up? wife shows up and is like, It's a supernatural force. You have to destroy the reels. Somehow she knows that. I guess because the projectionist died and she just extrapolated all that info. Don't worry, she's going to die later from a heart attack. Yeah. I guess. We'll get there. Hold on. <laughs>
2: There is a fun moment. So at this point, they've been working with the murderer as an actor. And that part was fun. Like, giving uh him direction. It could have been a
0: lot more fun. Could have been a lot more
2: fun. But it was a fun two seconds. And like, then he waves at the cat when they finally realize what he is. The cameraman doesn't do anything? Yeah. And he waves at the cameraman? Lossman
0: comes back in and is like, it's actually him. It's the killer. Everyone get out of here. And then Damien, the cinematographer, just stays behind the camera and just films him and doesn't react. There's no explanation for why he would behave this way. And then, yeah, the killer waves to the camera and then stabs him and he's dead. Like, what? It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's confusing. Yeah. It's behavior that nobody would behave that way. And it's not interesting to see somebody behave in a way that nobody would behave. Like, what? Why is this happening on the screen right now?
2: So then (laughs) two of the people are caught in a car. I forget why they can't Uh. drive. But, oh, maybe the tires have been slashed. I don't know. But it's funny because the dude is like, I've always found you very attractive. Oh, fuck off!
3: (laughs) You know, Jules, I've never said this before, but... I've always found you very attractive.
0: Oh, fuck off! Okay. It's I really like that. And then the guy leaves. The killer leaves, and he starts filling a canister.
2: And they don't full run away. of gasoline.
0: I wrote, they "What is this? There? Not getting out of the car? Madness!" The guy's like frozen, and he can't get out. And she keeps telling him to get out, and he keeps saying no. But then she refuses to get out until he's right on top of her. Then
2: she finally gets out, and she trips, and then can't get back up? And he
0: pours all the gasoline all over her and sets her on fire and sets the car on fire. And the dude just sits there Uh while
2: this is happening. You very easily run away, but Uh he just sits there and then he lights him on fire in the car Mm -hmm. and you're just like, okay, that's a movie. They find that the owner of the house is dead. The widow dies. (laughs) Okay, so it's a.
0: She's just sitting there and everyone thinks she's dead. And somebody says, I think she had a stroke or whatever. <laughs> and Molly Ringwald comes up to her and she's like, "Bah!" Ah! and then she just collapses on the floor again. And then Raffy, like, I think it's Raffy. No, just, it's
2: Ringwald. Is
0: it Ringwald that checks her pulse for like one second? She's dead she's now. Like, she's dead now. She found the body. I think she's had a stroke. I've been trying to revive her.
1: She's still alive. <laughs> Not anymore. Come on, let's go.
2: What just happened? Yeah, what just happened? I don't know. Okay. My next big long chunk is me losing my mind. Just losing my mind about how stupid this is. It is this this last scene is so horrendously shot <laughs> it makes no sense. Rafi realizes that she needs to destroy the film. There is a car on fire. Mm-hmm. She's got like th- two cans and some film strewn across the road.
0: There, there are three cans total, and there's two reels in each can. I think
2: the amount of time it takes her to get this film onto oh this my fire. God, yes, I was. I Chris got upset. <laughs> Chris was just like, "I know you don't like it, but I don't need to hear about it anymore." <laughs> I was losing my mind. It it is infuriating, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's terribly shot. It, like the pacing is so slow that it's like maybe they're trying to show you that all of these things are happening at once, but it does not communicate that. No.
0: But so so for context, the three people we have left, other than the killer, are are Raffi, Molly Ringwald, and Lossman. There's a moment where they all fall down the stairs for no reason. <laughs> There's a moment where Ringwald is alone. She gets away from him. She has a pan lid as a shield, and it, when she tries to go into a room, she just drops the pan lid for no reason. There's just a lot of stuff happening for no reason.
2: basically, the killer is just going after all these people, and it's all up to Raffi. she's got one job, and it takes her so much longer. Oh my, than my it God, and taken. then the cops
1: show up
0: yeah, Remember and they the
2: stop. Cops? Her from doing it Uh for no reason. They don't give any reason. And by the way, one of them runs inside and dies really quickly. And there's lots
0: of gunshots going off and the other does not respond to that. All
2: the cop wants to do is stop her from burning this film for no reason.
0: Yeah. They don't know what's going on. They haven't asked any questions.
2: Why do you care that a person is burning film? Yeah. I I don't know. I, I can't talk about the rest of this movie. So the
0: cop comes inside, the one cop comes inside where... Molly Ringwald is hiding. I think we don't know where Lasman is at this point. Lasman's going to get stabbed straight through the neck.
2: Don't worry, he will be fine. But he'll live. Somehow.
0: You know, people live through shit like that in real life, but they make no effort to explain it away why he lives and everyone else doesn't. But anyway, so the cop comes inside the house and then the killer, Scarman, by the way, is his name. Yeah. Just jumps off the balcony, the, the stairway balcony, for no reason. I guess to look cool, maybe. What was the jump off the stairs? And then he gives a story to the cop about how, oh, these are just my pruning shears. I'm not like, why give a story? Why are you talking? Don't
1: move! I've done nothing wrong, officer. I'm just a simple shopkeeper from Crompton, here on holidays with my family. Put down the knife! It's not a knife. It's only a pair of garden shears, simply modified so I can do interesting things
0: like cut off heads. Like, what? Why is... Mm. And I then, can't
2: talk about it because I will loo- I will start yep. screaming. And then
0: the cop fires on him. Uh, he's a little bit melty at this point because the, the film reels are starting to melt.
2: Which I like that idea, uh-huh. but there's no reason that I would...
0: Well, there's also no great indicators of the progress of that (laughs) and how and why he can still he, he gets pain at some points, but then just keeps on going. And then he's fine later. No explanation for that. The cop fires at him. The other cop doesn't come rushing in. Apparently didn't hear the gunfire. There's a very long pause on his face. And then he kills the first cop. That's a shot that's completely unmotivated. (laughs) uh, This movie is an hour and 20 minutes or so long. It's like an hour and 22 minutes, including the credits. And it doesn't feel short. No. At all. Mm -mm. Kelsey got to the point where she had to check the time. I hate it when she does that. Because it's like, you know we're in the climax. It's going to end eventually. It's not going to end any faster if you know. (laughs) but she did it and it was like there was st- i couldn't believe <laughs> it feels like a really long movie and it's so short it's not even an hour and a half long mhm i wrote oh my god why is he still alive so yes the scarman is chasing after Molly Ringwald and he tries to set her on fire like he did the other lady and it seems like he might have been successful When he collapses because the film is being destroyed. And then we just don't see Molly Ringwald until the epilogue. (laughs) And we have no idea what happened to her. We'll (laughs) find out. And it's dumb. But eventually, yes, she destroys all the film and he just melts. No, dude comes back. And as he's Lossman comes back, and as Scarman is attacking Raffi, Lossman destroys the rest of the film, and he just melts on top of her. But
2: somehow there's another real leftover. There's another copy
0: of the film somewhere. That's that's <laughs> the epilogue. Epilogue. The epilogue to the story that we're telling is that Raffi and Lossman show up at the hospital where Molly Ringwald is. She's been there for a while because of burns. She's in the burn unit, but you look at her and she is just fine. And they're all happy-go-lucky, and all three of us survived, and then, yes, cut to some big film school thing, and they ha- there's only one remaining copy of this film, and we're all gonna watch it. And the first time you see Scarman on screen, there's the electricity, and then he starts to come out of the screen, like giant, like he's...
2: Not Pennywise what he did at all before, it. Yes. but now suddenly, even though he was murdered, uh-huh. now suddenly he has more power.
0: And then he shows up behind this teacher, this film teacher or whatever it is, and then a freeze frame, movie over. Yep.
2: I also wrote down, because she says in it, she's like, we are very lucky and fortunate to see this. And I wrote down, why would anyone feel lucky to watch this movie? Yeah. Because the movie itself isn't good, and everyone talks about how it isn't
0: well, good. Well, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people like- the lore behind things. That's true. And and that's, that's why. Especially since now there's like three separate documented cases of this movie trying to get made and people dying instead.
2: Ugh. That is the end of this movie. I What's do... the name of
0: the movie, by the way? Hot Blooded. Hot Blooded.
2: Okay, there are a few things I do want to talk about. Okay. There is one line where the murderer says, and I know you didn't like that he could talk at the end, but there is one part where he laughs. I think she tries to use, like, a prop on him, and it doesn't hurt him at all, and he laughs, and he's like, magic of movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The magic of movies. Uh,
2: I like that line.
0: But he doesn't talk for, like, so much of the movie, and then all of a sudden he's just a normal person.
2: Well, he kind of reminded me of the murderer that they create in that other god-awful movie, Red Velvet.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I was like, oh, I like the one-liners. Mm-hmm. Let's have more of that. Yeah. Let's have some fun, no? The
0: best part of Red Velvet.
2: Yeah. That last bit... The amount of screaming I wanted to do. I
0: wrote, What was that ending? It
2: was a terrible mess, and it's insulting that
0: Molly Ringwald had to be in that. I also wrote, I'm glad I didn't spend the extra money on buying it because I was like, Well, it's four dollars to rent, but it's only six dollars to buy. I could just buy it. I would hate to have this in my library looking at me forever like life forces, life
2: blood, life blood. <laughs>
0: It's always in my library. (laughs) I'm sure there's a way to take it out of it. Like, just a reminder.
2: Speaking of Lifeblood, there's an actor in that movie that's in our next movie. Yes,
0: I wrote that down. And we will get to that in just a moment. Kelsey, what do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? There are nine reviews. Since there's nine reviews, it's going to be basically a zero, an 11, a 22, a 33, a 44, a 55. An 11. It has an 11, yes. Boom. Of course not enough reviews for a consensus statement no metacritic no cinema score do you think 11% is overrated or underrated
2: Okay maybe just slightly underrated
0: Yes I agree it is not 11 bad
2: I will give it a 20
0: That's uh, that's almost I would say you know what yes I will also go with a 20 because I was going to say you know what this is probably at one point this is probably like Low 40s. I, yeah, could do, oh, totally. I could do low 40s.
2: I was thinking 40s or 50s uh-huh. throughout most
0: of the film. And then and then I wrote, never mind, low 30s at most. And then I wrote, oh, never mind, like seriously at most. Like this is real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not lifeblood bad.
2: <laughs> no. Molly Ringwald's character, and there were a couple lines that I liked, and that gets you twenty.
0: And that is 2000's cut. We're not going to spend any more time on that than we have to. (laughs) Before we get to our next movie, Kelsey, horror trivia.
2: Name the producer who was responsible for such atmospheric horror films as 1942's Cat People, 1943's The Leopard Man, and 1943's The Seventh Victim.
0: Is that Roger Corman?
2: Val Luton.
0: Val Luton, that's the one. God Who's damn the it. the reason
2: we were recommended yes, to yes, watch that movie. Yes, yes,
0: I'm sorry. I just don't know horror movie producers that well. So, I apologize. Yes, very much Val Luton. Huge name in horror history. Kelsey. Yep. From June 25th, 2018. The $1,000 clue in the Don't Tell Me category. Sergeant Howie, you've got an appointment with the title pagan fella in this 1973 horror classic.
2: The Wicker Man.
0: It is the Wicker Man. Correct. I'm going to save this page and I will come back to it later when I need it. Do it. Our next movie Kelsey is 2016's Fear Inc, written by Luke Barnett, directed by Vincent Mascali, based on the 2014 short of the same name. Starring Lucas Neff, Caitlin Stacey, and Chris Marquette, who's probably a face you'll recognize. He's in a bunch of things. This is also a movie that's difficult to search on IMDb. If you type in Fear Inc. exactly how it is, capital F, comma, period at the end, you get Gilmore Girls as your first result. Then Princess Diaries, then Princess Diaries 2. It's not even in the drop-down list of results. You have to do a full IMDb search to find this movie if you look look it up by title. So, that's fun. It also has Stephanie Drake in it, who plays Ashley, Chris Marquette's wife. Uh, She was one of the alien friends in All the Creatures Were Stirring.
2: Oh, was she? Yes.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I think she was the one that had the most lines out of them, actually. Uh, What is Fear, Inc. about?
2: A man obsessed with horror movies finds out about a company called Fear, Inc. that will provide you with your own tailor-made horrific experience. And he orders it and... Regrets it? Yeah.
0: It is available with a subscription to Hoopla or with ads on Vudu, which is where we started watching it and we got to our first commercial and was like, nope not doing that, and I ended up just straight buying the movie on iTunes. Of course, then we got to the end and Kelsey didn't like it as much. We'll talk about that. You can rent it for $4 on Vudu, $5 on Apple TV and Amazon. You can buy it for $10 on Vudu or $13 on Apple TV and Amazon. Should people watch Fear, Inc.? Yes. Yes.
2: Just turn it off five minutes before it ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like we said earlier, it forgets it's a comedy for the last chunk of the movie, the last act or two of the movie, it just forgets that it's a comedy, uh, which is a bummer because for a majority of the movie, the first portion, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. You like all the characters except for the main character. Yep. But then when he's drunk and high, he's still funny. Yep. And it's very entertaining. Yes. And then by the end of the movie, it just stops being that kind of movie, and it becomes almost torture-porny.
2: I don't have a problem with any of that. I do not mind the turn. I do not mind how things change. I think that it was,
0: I think... It changes repeatedly, like five times. I like... the twist.
2: Yes, I. but I like the arc that our main character goes through. Mm-hmm. And then they ruin everything at the end.
0: I will say that the big question in the movie is, is it real or isn't it? That's the entire question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't go into it thinking, oh, uh, I know it's this. Because you will be proven right. And then you'll be proven wrong again. Because like I say, there are like five twists. It goes back and forth and back and forth. Yes, it is fake. No, it's actually real. Yes, it is fake. No, it's It's actually real, like, over and over again, which makes it interesting, but then it also means, like, I kind of don't care what it is at the end. Um, I'm not going to tell you what the actual end result is, but, yeah, I'd say it's the worst choice. (laughs) And whatever you think that might be, maybe that spoils the ending for you or not. You might be wrong. I don't know. But yeah, there's a huge chunk of this movie that's highly entertaining, and I would watch it again. But I'm just not excited about the end of the movie. And Kelsey has a mentality that she's expressed before. There are certain ways she can feel about the ending of a movie that just ends up ruining the whole film for her. And she just really dislikes the ending of this movie. But most of it's good. So I would recommend you watch it.
2: Yeah, the majority of this film is well done and I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed constantly guessing which one was mm-hmm. right, and I enjoyed that they kept that up, and...
0: All the references.
2: All the references are great. It uh, was
0: funny when they made them, because the movie itself called them out.
2: Oh, totally. The movie expressly wants you to figure out those those references, and that's great. Just don't know why they made that decision at the end of the film.
0: Yeah. Well, you could take our advice or leave it. When we get back, we will talk about 2016's Fear Inc. I just want to be scared a little bit. <laughs>
1: this ain't scary enough, huh? This dude told me about this company that create these custom scares for you. <laughs> it has begun. What kind of company did you guys run? You made me kill my friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Kelsey, get us started. How does Fear Inc. begin?
2: With Abigail Breslin. Yep. Experiencing her own personal.
0: Personalized fear experience.
2: Yes, where a masked killer is coming after her in a parking garage. Uh huh. And she's on the phone and she's saying, I want to cancel this. And they tell her, ma'am, you asked for this. But then the lights go out and suddenly he's gone. So she assumes, good. It was canceled. It was canceled. Good. So she gets in, she goes up to her car, but she's stopped by Porter.
0: Patrick Renna. We haven't seen him since Lesbian Vampire Angels.
2: Is that the only thing? have seen him in this? I
0: feel like there must have been something else. I think he
2: was in something else.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. But that's what I think of now yes. when I think of Patrick Renna and this show uh, is Lifeblood, which we just talked about in the last half. <laughs> he was one of the best things about that movie, if I remember correctly.
2: Yes. Otherwise, he's, he's Porter. You're killing me, Smalls. Yes. So he is dressed up like a security guard, and he tells her, hey, if anything happens to you, I'm right here, just let me know. She goes, okay, and she gets into her car, she turns her car on, and she can hear on the radio these people talking. Like, where is she? I don't know, I don't see her. Is she in her car already?
3: I I don't have eyes on her, I haven't seen her. I I think she's headed to the roof. 10-4, she took the elevator. Where is security?
2: out security. He just intercepted her. So she's headed to the car? She's already in the car. She's in the fucking car? And then suddenly she is choked from behind and cut to black.
0: Yeah, in a way that we know that it's not Patrick Renna who did it. Right. Yeah. It's also weird that that communication is on every radio channel.
2: Well,
3: we like know ra- every now that frequency? was on purpose. Right,
0: yes, that's what I'm trying to point out, is that, yeah, that was intentional. Yes. To make her fearful even more.
2: But it immediately sets the question of, is there someone using their service to freely kill people? Yeah. Is it the service itself? Was that, is she actually fine, and that was just a last scare for her? It immediately sets the the tone of you don't know what's going on. Yeah. So we meet our main character and he is the hardest part of the film to get through.
0: This is Lucas Neff.
2: Because he is such a lazy piece of
0: shit. Yeah. He's pretty much terrible in every single way except for the fact that he makes you laugh. Yes. And, And that's the only redeeming quality about this man. Except for the fact that he does have, like, an arc, where he does improve by the end of the movie.
2: Yes. But why this rich, gorgeous woman? I With mean, the he, sexy
0: accent and, he must yeah. Be, uh-huh. He
2: must be good in bed. Like, that's gotta be. It's gotta
0: be it, right? it has
2: gotta be it. And also that he probably keeps her feeling young because he wants to party all the time yeah. and all that. And she probably enjoys that. But... The idea is that he is supposed to be looking for a job.
0: We're talking about Lucas Neff as Joe, and then Caitlin Stacy, his girlfriend, as Lindsay.
2: Now, what's hilarious about this, guys, is that we just watched this show called Marrying Millions.
0: Uh-huh, because Kelsey loves all that garbage.
2: I love garbage reality dating shows. I love them. I don't know why. Uh-huh. But so we just watched this show, Marrying Millions, where this dude... Yes. ...lazed about all day living the high life because his rich-ass girlfriend was pet all the bill. Uh-huh. And literally, like, that exists, guys. That happens in real life. Yep. So and, it's not
0: unbelievable. And
2: you're left wondering, what on earth is this woman doing with this man? Uh-huh. And you've got to think he's got to be good in bed.
0: They anyway. break up by the end of the show. Yes, they did. <laughs>
2: Because they were going to get married and she realized, what the fuck am I doing? Uh huh. Not that he was a dick or anything. No, no, no. And he had a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, on the other hand, has a job waiting for him. Her father is offering him a job uh-huh. and he's not taking it.
0: Is that the case? Yeah.
2: She says to him when she gets home and she's like, did you look for a job today? Uh Uh, She says, why don't you just take the one my dad wants to give you? And he says, because I've got to make my own way.
0: Oh, I I completely forgot about that. I know he talks about how she talks about how she doesn't want to take advantage of her parents. I assume that's where all of her money came from. Of course. Yeah.
2: Of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, I mean, the implication is that she does have a job. It's probably one that her father gave her. Yeah. But still, she does have a job, and her parents are probably footing the bill, and he's not doing jack shit. Yep. And yet he claims that he wants to make his own way. It's a
0: beautiful property.
2: Yes. So I think it's their anniversary or something. They're supposed to go out night. to a nice dinner. It's date
0: night. Once a week, they date. go out on a date night.
2: And he takes her to this really cheesy haunted house. Uh-huh. He's obsessed with horror. Which is weird, like, they I
0: guess maybe she's okay with it, she likes it, she doesn't really express an interest in it.
2: I think she just doesn't care. Yeah. I think she's just like, well, this is your thing. But they keep forcing us to know that he likes horror, but nothing about him says that he likes right. horror.
0: We never see him watch a horror Yeah, at he's all. not
2: sitting there watching horror movies, he doesn't mm. have, like, horror t-shirts, he doesn't... You don't talk about horror movies like
0: But on Halloween.
2: But they keep he dresses it. up
0: as Freddy Krueger yeah. <laughs> and he knows a lot about horror. Really, he's just a vessel for the writers yes. to express their love of horror. Yes. Yeah.
2: But but they don't do anything to make the character actually seem like he likes horror. Like the
0: type of dude that would, yeah. When left to his own devices and he could do anything for the entire day, we see him play beer pong with himself and (laughs) lays about in a pool.
2: And smoke weed. And smoke
0: weed. What we do not see him do is watch any horror movies. Yeah. Perfect opportunity right there. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
2: But so they go through this cheesy haunted house and nothing that happens in it scares him. And he's talking about how this isn't scary at all. Now they did do one fun thing, and I don't know why. They're standing outside of the haunted house, and it's like there's a there's a bar at the end of it, mm-hmm. which just like where does this
0: exist? Oh where yeah, this uh-huh.
2: all, oh I guess it is Halloween. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. well it's right. close to I Halloween. It's that. close to Halloween. It's not on Halloween, but right. it's close.
2: They're standing there at this bar. And the bartender is down the at the end of the bar, yes, and they're having a conversation, and then they suddenly turn and she's suddenly right next to them
0: uh-huh it- <laughs> is that like the one like creepy thing about this interactive event thing where like she's on a conveyor belt and it just moves her down or they're they're twins and then one ducks down and the other hops up or something like is that what's going on no explanation nothing supernatural happens in this movie at all it's just this weird moment which is fun it's fun
2: yeah but so they're having this conversation about how stupid that was and of course porter shows up
0: Yeah. Oh, I heard you talking about wanting to be scared. Well, there's this other company I work for called Fear Inc. He hands him a card. It's a completely customized fear experience just for you. And he's like, "Okay." And they're all like, it's one of those weird. They do this really well. I got to say the acting like it's not going to win an Academy Award or anything, but they really do a good job of creating believable moments believable interactions between people and so like when he's there and he's a little bit intense and they're like okay dude like they're trying to end the conversation and give him the hint that he needs to walk away right now and (laughs) like it's very believable
3: if you ever want to be really scared just call that number custom scares just for you i promise you will not be disappointed
1: okay man uh thanks you're so welcome (laughs) okay have a good one buddy and you
2: You know what's funny about that, Chris? Huh? If you look at their IMDb page, tons and tons of people talk about how miserable the acting in this movie is.
0: No, I disagree.
2: I... Totally, yeah. Like, I mean, Patrick Brennan's not the
0: best actor in the world.
2: I thought it was believable,
0: but no, it is very be- the interactions that people have, the the party montage when his when his buddy gets there, like all of that stuff, it feels incredibly real. So
2: yeah, so I thought that was weird that people were saying the uh-huh. acting was bad.
0: There, they there aren't really a lot of moments where it's like, oh, this is where you know, put this on is real. This is gonna be you know, but that's not the type of movie that it is. Until the end, when it tries to be that type of movie.
2: So they get home, and the main guy is like, What the fuck? I think he stole my phone.
0: And my wallet.
2: And my wallet.
0: And she's like, Ah, I'll call them in the morning. Just forget about it.
2: <laughs> well, she's just like, There's no way that he could have. He didn't have a chance to. Uh huh. He can't find
0: it. He was at her table for two seconds.
2: His friend gets there, and it's funny because their friends are more famous than they are. The main two are not famous at all, but the two friends we've seen in other things.
0: Yes. This is Chris Marquette as Ben, and Stephanie Drake as Ashley.
2: Who I know from... The girl next door, he's one of the friends, Mm -hmm. and from Just Friends, where he is the brother. He's always a supporting role. I think he's great as a supporting role. He's
0: fantastic in this movie.
2: I'd like to see him in I love him in this. Yes. Yeah, I thought he was very funny, very believable. And he's laughing at his friend. He's just like, God damn, man, you married up. And then his friend is like, married? And it's just like what is up with this character?
0: Yeah, it feels like there's a story there and we are never told that story.
2: Because this character should know that he's gonna lose all of this if he doesn't get married to this woman. She could do better than him and she he should know that. Yeah. And I don't understand how he doesn't know that.
1: hmm
2: He should be wanting to get married just like the guy in real life wanted to get married. There's also this whole backstory given that like, he comes from a poor family. He used to live with his friend, the main guy. Yeah. And that's never brought up Also again. not
0: explored, yep.
2: The main guy is, you know, hanging out with his friends, and he brings up Fear, Inc., and his friend says, oh, my boss just did that, because she loved horror.
0: Mm-hmm. She was chased around uh a-
2: In a parking garage.
0: Yeah, but how would he know that?
2: Exactly. And then he says, and we haven't seen her since. Yes, and no one this, thinks that's the weird?
0: This is going to build into Kelsey's problem with the ending of this movie. Those little inconsistencies.
2: I wouldn't call them little.
0: It's for us, the audience. So we know he's talking about Abigail Breslin from the beginning. hmm But in the context of the movie, he either has heard from her and knows about the parking garage or hasn't heard from her. And doesn't know about the parking garage. He can't have his cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why he would know. And then there's a reason why he wouldn't know. And these two things conflict. And we'll get to that when we get to the ending.
2: But of course, the main guy is talking about how desperately he wants to do it. And his friend is saying someone as fucked up as you would not like it. They hurt you both physically and emotionally. They use this to perform their fantasies on people.
1: Yeah. Wait, custom scare thing? I, I, okay, I am 99% positive that that's the thing that my boss just did. Remember I was Um, telling you about that? Oh, the scare company, or fear something, maybe, that? No, yeah, fear, Inc. That's it. Did they say how it was? You're kidding, right? Yeah, people said it was horrible. You you definitely (laughs) don't want to do this, okay? You know, crazy look in your eye right now and someone as fucked up as you in the head would not like it, okay? Why? Why did they say it was so bad? Was it, was it not worth the money or something? First off, unless your sugar mama's gonna pay for it, you can't afford something like this. Secondly, they like hurt you. Like physically hurt you. I'm sure emotionally too, but physically, like the, the company, it's not legit. And they, they find people that like people like you Okay, who, who like, are looking for something more intense, and then they just use that as as an opportunity to f- fulfill their own sick, fucked up fantasies. What? This is a fucking haunted house, man. You guys, you guys can't be serious, right? No, dude, you're not get, you're not getting this through your head, man. It's not a haunted house, okay? I heard that these guys chased my boss through a parking garage in the middle of the night okay I don't know what happened but like she hasn't been back to work since it fucked her up that
0: much okay but it's funny because Joe wants to be scared out of his mind he talks about the experience he wants is he wants it to be like the first time he saw the notebook I want James Garner to destroy me is the way he describes it
1: the main thing is this place just kind of I mean it was fun but it just kind of it also sucked you know just not scary
2: okay it's not fun and it is scary if you weren't scared i don't know how scared you want to
1: be want to cry want to cry like the like the last time i watched the notebook i want to just be ripped to shreds i want james garner to destroy me oh baby i just want to be scared a little bit i just want shake in my boots
2: i'm pregnant
0: does <laughs> no you don't even
2: oh is that in the film i couldn't remember if that was in the film or if that was in the short
0: That's in the film. Okay.
2: Guys, this is based on a short.
0: Well, the short from 2014 says, I want it to be like I'm a little girl watching The Notebook or whatever. And the movie version is the better version where he's like, I want it to be the first time I saw The Notebook. I want James Garner to destroy me. (laughs) (laughs) No reason to belittle women that like The Notebook. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) The thing is, People who want that experience, like, the people who go to, like, Blackout. Yeah. I don't understand that. I understand wanting to be scared.
0: They want the adrenaline. But. And it, it, it you don't get that adrenaline if you don't think it's real.
2: I love that they kind of teach a lesson to those people. And then they muck it up. But so he ends up calling them. And this was very well done. They talk on, like, you know, the voices that make them so you can't hear who uh-huh. they are. And it's like, who's this? What is, this is our third one today. What's going on? Uh, we're we're sold out. And then they, they hang out. Click, up. yeah. Making your imagination go crazy.
0: But what's going on behind the scenes there? Still
2: feeding into the idea, like, is somebody... Getting people to call us that really do Uh want to actually—is this because things went
0: wrong in the in the Abigail Breslin one? But we—you didn't mention the reason he can make this phone call is because when his girlfriend gets in the bath, his phone and wallet and the Fear Inc business card are sitting on his bedside table. Mm Hmm.
2: He thinks he hears something, so he runs to see his friends and no one notices that there's a dude standing in the background the uh-huh. whole time yep. which is very creepy. Uh-huh. The next day they're all very hungover cuz they're all doing a lot of drugs and drinking. And it's funny because he he forces his friend to drink. And it's funny cuz his girlfriend or his wife is just like you got to do it. It's the rule. Uh-huh. Kind of like
0: Ben's wife Ashley says that. Yeah, to Ben.
2: Cuz Ben and his wife are married with kids, so it's kind of like this is their
0: they're getting away. This yeah, is their uh-huh. chance
2: to get fucked up because they don't ever get to do it anymore. Uh-huh. We haven't mentioned that he. They have a neighbor.
0: <laughs> yes. So Richard Real, the jump to conclusions guy from Office Space, is their neighborhood watch neighbor. The guy who's obsessed with security <gasps> Matt, and that you, with conclusions on them it, that you jump that to. Yes. Jump to. <laughs> you see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor. And would have different
1: conclusions written on it that you could jump to. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom.
0: Yes. Yes, it's horrible, this idea. He's obsessed with all this neighborhood watch stuff. He's super suspicious of everything going down. And... He's pushing Joe to, like, why haven't I seen you at the neighborhood watch meetings? And he, like, for whatever reason, he latches onto to this young kid that lives in his neighborhood as being like, oh, you're on my side, right? You agree with me, right? But he's always super paranoid. So what about Richard Reel?
2: So he comes to his door and he says, there was a very suspicious character outside last night. Keep your eyes open. After this interaction, their alarm goes off, I guess, to let us know that they have an alarm, but it never comes into play
0: again. It never does, no. And
2: also, no one reacts to the fact that it went off. Right. And that doesn't seem to confuse our main character at all.
0: No. Yeah, it's it's very weird.
2: But he gets visited by a person dressed as Jack Torrance, and it says, It begins, Your Life Ends.
0: Yeah, there's a note in the sauna which they have inside the house. Yeah, and a guy dressed like Jack Torrance like smack like get headbutts him. That's what it is. Headbutts him and then runs away. They call the cops and the cops are like, "That's yeah, probably just a crazy homeless person," which is pretty fucked up. But like <laughs> it's it's probably not targeted. It's random. They just came into a house, you know, scared some people and then ran off. We'll we'll assign some additional officers to the area and
2: What's weird is that our main character does not think that immediately that this is Fear Inc. Right. He puts it
0: together in a minute.
2: He figures it out. But it's weird that he doesn't get that the guy was dressed as Jack Torrance, that he made the Three Little Pigs reference. Yeah. That it was right after he called. It's weird that he didn't immediately
0: think that. Well, he's probably because it's close to Halloween. People are weird around this time. And they hung up on him and didn't take any of his information.
2: Agreed. I understand. But later, despite that, he thinks that it's because of fearing.
0: Yes. So. Later he realizes that, yeah.
2: So they go out. It is actually Halloween now. And they get way too drunk and messed up. They've been doing all kinds of drugs.
0: He vomits in their Uber.
2: Yes. But then all of a sudden he gets very sober. They all do.
0: Well, he's the only one that's expressly vomiting drunk. And you've never done that before? You've never. What's the term? There's a term for you throw up and then you rally?
2: Once, but I think I threw up because I had just eaten a fuck ton of food and then I drank a fuck ton of beer right after. So I think it was more just that I had eaten too much. All in one go.
0: Yeah, no. This is this is because you're drunk, you vomit, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Good to go."
2: No, that's never happened to me.
0: Oh, it's a ter- it's a th- it's a concept. It's a thing that happens. Yes.
2: Okay. Their TV comes on. A reporter says that he's one that the main guy is wanted for murder
0: for murdering his neighbor. And they're Richard just like, Real. What
2: is going on? There's no one outside. What is uh-huh. happening?
0: And they all think he did it. They're like, how did you do that, man? And he's like, I don't know what's going on.
2: (laughs) So they turn out all the lights, and he goes out to check on the breakers. And while there, his neighbor runs outside, Uh dressed in a white, long sleeve, just like What's-Her-Face and Scream.
0: Drew Barrymore.
2: His neighbor gets stabbed.
0: From behind, dude in a robe, with a knife. And so when he comes in to tell everyone about it. He's like, oh my God. And like, he seems to be really entertained by this. He runs in high as a kite. He's they like, got Bill! they He's bury more it. Bill. They bury more Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking awesome. Oh, <laughs> they bury more Bill. Holy shit, they got Bill! Wait, what's going on? So there's really funny moments like that where they explicitly reference the things that they're talking about.
2: Yes. And he's like, it has started. And he's very excited.
0: He's like, don't be mad. but (laughs) And for the next... You know, several minutes for this entire sequence. He's not going to be taking any of this seriously, but and, everyone else is. And
2: he's thoroughly entertaining. Yes, he's very funny. He is exactly what, if I found myself in this position, I imagine that's what I would be like. Yeah. Very excited, excited for all the references that I'm going to find and uh-huh. all that.
0: It's the best part of the of the character for the entire movie is here in these moments.
2: Yes, is his excitement here. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're all like, we got to call the police. The police ruin everything. (laughs) He's just like, well, what are we waiting for? Please let them kill us. Like, he's very excited. But then he leaves the door open.
0: On purpose, On
2: purpose. And that pisses me off because if I'm going to be put in this situation, I would want to be the best survivor I could be. Yes. So it bothers me that he would want to,
0: Well, he wants to instigate those moments of interaction. He doesn't want them locked out. He wants them to get in.
2: I guess. Without realizing that they are definitely already inside the house.
0: Yes. I have written down here the line when they try to sneak out and get to the car. And, you know, he's doing one of those, like, everyone, get down. And, like, you know, overacting his commando-ness. and Everybody in the Prius.
2: To the Prius. Yeah, I love that he's <laughs> very excited. But then he gets upset because, hey, they fucked with my car. What do you think they were going to do? Let you just leave?
0: Uh-huh. When they go out there, by the way, they don't comment on it. But Bill's not there anymore.
2: No dead body, no blood, no nothing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And this is because the the car doesn't work, so they run outside, and then they see a bunch of people. Yeah, and they realize, oh shit, there's a ton of them.
0: Okay, the outside was a terrible idea. To the bedroom.
2: (laughs) Yes. Okay,
1: the outside was a terrible idea.
0: To the bedroom.
2: (laughs) On their way back, they lose their friend's Ashley.
0: Yeah, there's a neat moment where Ben's like, "Let me out," Lindsay like won't let him leave. She's like, "She is gone." If you go out there, you're only endangering yourself. You can't save her. And Ben's like, she is my wife, and I am not leaving her out there.
2: Yeah, even though the the main guy expressly explains, like, the number one rule in a horror movie is to stay together. Uh The guy's like, I don't give a shit. That's my wife.
0: Yeah. And so he goes out, and it's just Lindsay and Joe...
2: They have a very fun conversation.
0: About the game? Have
2: you ever seen the game? <laughs> it's David Fincher!
1: Come on, it's David fucking Fincher, man!
0: <laughs> have,
1: have you seen the game? What the hell is the game? From the 90s. The game? No! Holy shit. Okay, uh, okay. Sean Penn buys Michael Douglas a game, an experience. And he is trying to figure out what's real and what's part of the game. In the end, it's all part of the game. Yeah,
2: okay, but this isn't a fucking game. Did you hear anything Ben
3: said yesterday?
2: Come on, it's David fucking Fincher, man. She's saying, you know, I'm very scared. He's like, I'm listening, but aren't you having a great time? Uh And she's like, oh my God, are you hard? (laughs) (laughs) You're such an asshole. Um,
0: Because he tries to have sex with her in the middle of all of this. Yes. Again, again, dude's awful as a person.
2: Awful person. But he's really
0: funny. He's
2: very funny. He's entertaining in the film, not a good human being. Yeah. He's like, we already called the cops, and she's like, sweetheart, the cops aren't here. I'm pretty sure they're not coming. Yeah. He's like, well, look, if this is real, we're just waiting to die. Like, at this point, like, we've locked ourselves in a room. If this is real, they're gonna come in here and get us. Yeah. So, we might as well Go out and try to defend ourselves. At the very least, like I said, we'll either try to be defending ourselves or at least we'll have fun, you know? So he's like, we need a weapon. And he goes to break a bottle and the idiot cuts himself. Cuts and him,
0: smashes the bottle completely and cuts himself. <laughs> so Ashley does it, wraps his hand. He's very impressed by her.
2: And he, like... At one point, he's like, I like to pretend I'm in Narnia sometimes. And she's like, I think you need therapy. (laughs) Um, Why are there so many bottles in here? Uh, I like to pretend I'm in Narnia sometimes. The drinking helps. You might need a therapist. Okay. And he says, you know, we should really try to be quiet. So I'm sorry I was being so loud.
0: (laughs) They end up making it outside where they find Ashley with an arrow through her eye. And he's like, it's Friday the 13th. Yes. But she's still alive.
2: Yeah, and she says he's here. Go, and as soon as she, tr- as soon as the friend tries to take it out of her, she says go. Yeah, which was my.
0: She doesn't want him. That yeah, was my uh-huh. indication.
2: I was like, okay, it's not real. Uh huh. That was when I I decided this isn't really happening. Yes. But they got me to go back on that real quickly here. Mm-hmm. So, it's funny because when she says go, he says sorry as yes, they run away.
1: Uh-huh. Just just calm down, alright? Just focus on slow, steady breathing. He's here Run. No, okay? We won't leave you. God. Okay, sorry!
2: Run. He ends up getting choked out. And passing out. Yeah. And when he comes to his girlfriend is tied up in a bed and you can see that in a video in a TV. screen. Yeah, uh-huh. And his other friend is tied up very much like in Saw.
0: Yes, and and then we get a hello Joe and then he says hello Jigsaw.
2: <laughs> he says, "Unfortunately for you, I'm not a puppet <laughs> because this is very very real." And he's just, he's still laughing it off. He's still mm. acting like it's nothing. But he
0: needs to know horror movies in order to get past this trial. It's like, well, like in Saw, dude needed to cut off his leg to get out of the bathroom. You need to cut off your buddy's hand. And so he forces him to saw off his friend's hand with the circular saw. Yes. And Ben's there, and hes he seems to be drugged or something, but he also has a mask on, so he can't talk. He can just kind of scream through his muffled mouth, and he cries and everything.
2: When it comes off, he's not sure. He's like, that looks fake. That looks like a fake hand. Is this fake? This looks like a fake hand. Yeah. Like, he's still- He's tr- starting
0: to be like, is this real?
2: Yeah, he's trying to hold on to his sanity here. And then they tell him, "Well, the only way to get him to get your girlfriend safe is to get the key out of your friend." Uh huh. And he realizes that his friend has been sewn up. Uh huh. And that he has to stick his hand in to get the key.
0: And it, 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 he starts to get grossed out by it.
2: Well, he does it. He full yeah. On he starts unclips to, it, to clip
0: the and the, the, the guys yeah. freaking out. Uh huh. And then he, uh, but but he pulls his, he puts his hand in and he, he freaks out and he pulls it back out again. And then he tastes it and he's like, this is real blood, man. And he's starting to really, really panic. And then the lights go out. Then they come back and on. And in this
2: moment, they uh-huh. had me going. I was like, yeah. oh shit, it is me real. Me too, me too. Oh shit, it's real.
0: lights come back on and his buddy's not there anymore. But the key is But there's
2: no blood anymore. Uh-huh. There's no person. And I'm like, Oh my God, they got me again. Uh-huh. And I was impressed by that. And There's
0: a really cool, like tracking shot from the outside coming from here. So he's going from what I think is the garage all the way to the, the, the bedroom on the other side of the house. And there's just a bunch of glass walls, glass, like windows and doors and things like that. And so it's in the backyard, the camera And it runs along those windows, watching him run through the house, getting to the other, getting to the bedroom. And that's a really cool shot. I really liked that. A few things happen here. He ends up getting attacked and thrown through one of those windows by who we find out is Patrick Renna. And in his desperation, Joe chokes him out.
2: Yeah, he chokes Porter to death.
0: He's on the phone with who he thinks is 911.
2: Yeah, and they're like, wait, what? What, wait, what, what did you just say? say? Like, what's When he, going when on? he tells
0: Lindsay what, what happened? happened? And yeah. she's the same way. And
2: Lindsay suddenly can totally untie herself uh-huh. and gets out, and he's like, what's going on? And it's great, because when he has this moment of thinking that, like, it's real, and he really just killed a guy, he's like, you guys are good actors!
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... What the reality of the movie is right now for the audience is that, yes, this was all planned. Yes, this was really Fear, Inc. His girlfriend and his friends were in on it.
2: Yeah, they walk in. They're fine. And
0: he accidentally killed one of the actors.
2: Yeah, and they're just like, what do you think they're going to do when they come back and find that one of their people are dead? And he's like, well, I'll just turn myself in. And his girlfriend, Lindsay, is like, no, We have to do this. We have to bury the body. Yeah. And I love it. He's like, Lindsay, we're not gangsters.
0: (laughs) I have written down here, why wouldn't the place be surrounded by operatives at this point? We already know there's many of them. And then I have written down, is this a double twist? Yeah. They did say that it was supposed to go to four and that it was very elaborate and a big deal. And Lindsay was the one who checked his pulse and confirmed he was dead. So, so now my mind's starting to do that thing where it goes back and forth and it's explaining all the ways that it could be fake and yet all the ways that it could be real. Like my brain is hedging its bets so it's not surprised by anything. And
2: I am enjoying mm-hmm. that. I am enjoying the back and forth and the constant. Like I, I'm like, it can't be real. Is it real? It can't be real. Is it real?
0: Yeah. The I problem is, that. it's around this time that the movie gets progressively less and less funny, which is really where all the gold was.
2: I don't know i was enjoying this part still so well, so was i so they're driving the body they think that they're being followed by people that work for them but it ends up just being teenagers that throw shit at them
0: yeah <laughs> by the way it's halloween night in la and that's the only other car that they yeah, see it's totally like-
2: <laughs> empty and you're like uh have these people ever been to halloween in la because yeah. it's never empty but sure they get pulled over by the cops and neither of them have their licenses. So it's just like, what are we going to do? But all of a sudden the cop knows his name, which is weird. He shouldn't know his name because he never told him his name. Yeah. But then the cop gets hit by fearing people.
0: Yeah. And they drag the body into the. So that has to be an actor. I don't know. Because he calls out the name of the registration but in on the real van. Life, how
2: could it be an actor?
0: Right. This is my point. Like, there, there's again more inconsistencies this here. This is
2: where it's really starting to unravel. Uh huh. Soon as the cop pulls them and over, and they straight
0: up hit that dude with a car.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. So
2: things are really starting to fall apart here. Mm hmm. They go and he, the main guy, digs a grave for the body. Uh, but they're found by Fear Inc. because Fear Inc. was following them. So, of course, well, they're there. there's find a tracker you. on the van. Yeah. But so, they get there, and it's pretty funny. Uh, There's one of these
0: sort of, like, desert, gun-to-the-head moments, you know?
2: But it's funny, because he's like, it was a fake hand! You should have known! It
0: was a plastic hand! (laughs) You should have known that! (laughs) We thought the guy... Tom!
1: His name was Tom! Did you know he had a wife? That he had a fucking daughter? I thought he was gonna kill her, man. I thought he was gonna kill her. That's the service you paid us for! You called us. No, we tried. I tried. you guys said it was sold out. And when it started, yeah, I, I played along. What kind of fucked up company did you guys run? You made me think that I killed my friend. It, it was a fucking plastic hand. You're the horror buff, Joe. You should have known.
0: Ah, ah. They're really mad at him for killing Patrick Renna.
2: So they decide they're going to kill his girlfriend mm-hmm. as payback. They
0: place hoods over their heads and... We hear a gunshot, and then he is just left there in the middle of the desert. And there's a long shot of him lying on the ground. Everyone's gone. He's left alone, and he is just sobbing and screaming. And it's really effective. Like, it's not funny whatsoever. It's, like, heart-wrenching.
2: It's a good arc. Uh Uh-huh. He learns a lesson here, and then... He walks through the desert to the first place he finds, which is his rundown diner, which is
0: supposed to be open twenty four hours. But they look at him and he's all fucked up, and he's like, "You got to tell me who you are and what's going on before I let you use the phone." And he's straight up, "They killed my girlfriend. They left me out in the desert." Like, and so he lets him in. Epic surprise! Lindsay's there. Everybody's there. She's Everybody's fine. Everybody's
2: fine. And you're thinking, great. That was great. What a good movie. I was impressed by all yep. that. And then it keeps going.
0: April Fool's Day is very similar. You know, where you're like, I'm fine with the fact that nobody died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's totally fine. Patrick Renna comes in and they have what they call a wrap party. The main guy, you're Abe. Thinking,
2: why is not the movie ended yet? Right.
0: No, it keeps going. He's giving this speech to, uh, to all the crew there. Like, you know, we do this all over the place, all over the country every week or something like that you guys put in your all and all of that and then he gives a toast and his toast is from cobra for some reason you know the stallone movie you're the disease and i'm the cure
1: i'll leave you with a quote from one of my favorite movies you are the disease and i'm the cure you're a disease
0: and i'm the cure Why Cobra's referenced, I think they think that they're cleaning up the world world somehow. And that's what we're supposed to get. And then they just start killing everyone. Chris gets his neck snapped. Ashley gets shot in the head. And then they have his girlfriend, you know, with a knife to her neck standing behind her. And then they slit her throat. And he's like, why do I know this?
1: I know this.
0: And then they actually kill him. and He's dead. That's the end of the movie. Should I? Is this from another movie? Yes. We did not talk about this, but they are sitting in a hot tub when they're all hanging out originally talking about the scariest moments in the in, in movies. And he says they call him out because it's a TV show, not a movie. He says the red wedding. From Game of Thrones.
1: Red wedding. Game of Thrones, mic drop. Not a movie. What? It doesn't matter, okay? It's the worst thing you could ever see with your eyeballs. It's horrifying, right? It's a better death scene than any movie that I have ever seen. And I have seen a shit ton of movies.
0: That's what this last scene is. That's the final fright they give him is the scariest scene of any piece of media that he knows.
1: Oh. Joe. You didn't think we'd let you leave without experiencing your all-time favorite death scene. Please, let's go. No!
0: And then they do effectively that. They give him the Red Wedding, but they actually kill him. But they also don't call it out as the Red Wedding. So if you don't remember that that's what he said in the beginning, like I guess you didn't remember that, or... If you've never seen Game of Thrones, that moment is a mystery. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? Why does he say he recognized that? What does it mean? Like, it's very bizarrely played out in that way. It's interesting that they did give him the death that he thought was the scariest. You know, sort of monkey's paw twist on you asked for this, right? But also, he has a really good arc.
2: Really good arc. And then they
0: fuck it up in the end.
2: Yep. He learns his lesson, he learns how precious life is, uh-huh. he finally gets what he really wants out of the horror movie, learns to be a better person.
0: Where's the news reporter, by the way, who was obviously in on it? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of open questions. What happened to Bill? Did they really kill Bill and, right. in the middle the, of the, the street? Neighbor.
2: Is the neighbor alive? Yeah,
0: and then they really drag him away without making a mess? Like there's all sorts of questions. Was the cop
2: alive? Was the cop yes? Was the cop, the cop
0: real? Too many things that in the moment cause you to go, "Oh, is this real or isn't this real?" And then you're just along for the ride, and at the end you go, "Oh, I guess also, it was all killed, fake, but then ultimately real."
2: They killed two people who worked for the same company who undoubtedly told other people that they were also doing yep. it. What's the... what's What are they going to do to those... both Both those people are dead now.
0: Right. I will give them the concession that they can get away with it by moving around. They're not a legitimate business that's getting away with murder. They are an underground business. And that's what makes those sort of, like, you know, blue skeleton or blue skull or whatever it is from the houses that October built. I will accept the fact that they get away with all this stuff all the time. But... There's all this other shit surrounding it that's like, okay, now there's a bunch of loose threads. I don't appreciate that they pile on all these things. This is what I was going to say. That they pile on all these things that you just ignore because you're along for the ride. But then the second you turn around and look behind you, nothing makes sense anymore. That's the biggest problem with this movie is that in order to do something cool, they sort of ruin the internal continuity of their own movie. And you, hopefully they could have their cake and eat it too. There's a way to do this cool without ruining the internal consistency. And we try not to be, or at least I do try not to be people that are like, Oh, there's a plot hole movie broken. It sucks now. Like, that's not what it's about. It's just kind of frustrating that you, you. it makes you want to think about all this stuff. And as soon as you do, you see behind the illusion. And you you recognize that oh all of it it's just bullshit you know what I mean
3: mm-hmm. does that
0: make sense mm-hmm. they encourage you to think about it and then you think about it and it's not as cool anymore mm-hmm. oh and then we get a shot of Leslie Jordan for some reason being the person who answers the phone <laughs> hello
3: oh uh,
1: oh uh, well I'm so sorry we're sold out. Got another one,
0: boys. Why? I don't know. Leslie Jordan, internet sweetheart since the pandemic. Because apparently he puts out some really good videos.
2: <laughs> to show us that another person is called in.
0: Yeah, uh huh. But I will say overall, accepting that all of that is true, overall, I really enjoyed myself watching this movie.
2: I liked it a lot until the end.
0: Yeah. That's understandable. So, what do you think it has on Rotten Tomatoes?
2: Based on what I saw on IMDb, it can't be high. I'm going to guess a s- 63?
0: Has a 50 out of 12 reviews. No Metacritic, no Cinema score. There you go. Do you think that's overrated or underrated?
2: I think it's underrated.
0: Yes, definitely underrated.
2: I'm going to give it a 67. It would have gotten way higher. I probably would have given it like a 79.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to straight up give it a 74. I'm going to be a little bit higher than you because the ending doesn't bother me so much.
2: It really bothers me because I like I said I was thoroughly enjoying myself and then they had to do that and it just it just felt like we got to have a last twist. We got to have one last scare. Uh-huh. And they didn't care that it fucked with the rest of the film. They didn't care about that. They just wanted that last little moment. And that pisses me off.
0: Yeah, I mean, going back to, we know that Ben was in on it. On planning this event for Joe with Lindsay. We know Ben the friend was in on it. But we also know that Abigail Breslin was really killed. His boss is really dead. So how does he know about the running through the... The parking garage. Mm -hmm. Maybe they told him because he was involved in the planning. Maybe. Maybe that's the answer. But then why would they be incriminating themselves even more? Mm -hmm. Especially when they just killed somebody. And if the police really are looking for her and don't know where she is. Him saying, yeah, I'm working with the people who like, it seems like a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway, I actually really liked it. And I would like in like in the beginning, we'd recommend you watch it. It was funny. It was fun. Lots of twists and turns that were fun to think about. Just by the end, it all kind of falls apart. It gets less funny. It gets more convoluted. It and you gets, made me
2: sit through an entire character that sucked. Made me like him. Watch then, his arc, and then take, then, then kill him. him.
0: Yeah, and expect me to enjoy it. So yeah. Anyway, mixed feelings about Fear Inc. And that is the episode, our sort of meta comedy horror episode with 2000's Cut and 2016's Fear, Inc. What are we watching next week, Kelsey?
2: Next week, we have another guest on, a guest speaker.
0: Another guest? Yes. What's what's this guest's name, Kelsey?
2: This is the first Jesse that We're going we back to on. the
0: first Jesse.
2: Yes, the one that we watched... The Houses, houses Octoberville, October which yeah, we just compared uh-huh. to Fear Inc., had the same big, big flaw.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Which is funny. Cause the sequel tries to fix it, and it just makes it worse. Yes,
0: uh-huh. But
2: <laughs> so we're gonna be watching with her. Both movies are her picks.
0: Oh, I'm so excited, and Neith- I know Kelsey isn't. <laughs>
2: Neither of them have anything to do with each other. She just really wants to do these movies. Uh-huh. She said "She said you guys can blame her for the fact that there's no connection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's the classic movie?
2: Event Horizon.
0: Very excited. We don't do enough space horror.
2: It's not a good movie. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen it in at least 10 years.
2: It's hilarious too, guys, because when she told me she wanted to see Event Horizon, I was like, okay, but you know I don't like it. And she was like, why? And I gave her my reason. She, she was like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, so, okay, so you love point? it despite those? She's like, no, Kelsey, I love it because of those reasons. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Uh,
0: Isn't there like well, a director's okay. cut of Event Horizon? I have no idea. I feel like they changed it for the theatrical release, and then its real vision was something different. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. And what's the modern movie?
2: Grave Encounters, which I have not seen, but I've heard, I've it heard of it. about. Yeah, but
0: I've never seen it. So looking forward to that. So, next week.
2: Event Horizon and Grave Encounters.
0: It's kind of a bummer that we're not doing Event Horizon and Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. I don't know if we'll ever get to Sunshine now. What could we pair with Sunshine? If you can think of something we could pair with Sunshine, let me know. I'm sure. Love that damn Science. movie. Science.
2: I mean, space horror. Jason X. We haven't fi- <laughs> we haven't, we haven't, it's actually a good one. We haven't it's going to be
0: fin- years before we get to that one, though. We
2: haven't even finished the Alien series.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. All right.
2: Of course, I was thinking we would do the rest of the Alien series
0: with the Cloverfield series.
2: Yeah, maybe. They're both Alien films, but otherwise they have no connection. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, that is next week. Until then, you can always reach us on our website, podcemetery.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodCemetery. Subscribe to us in your podcatcher of choice and rate and review. A five-star written review is the biggest help you can give us there. Even bigger than that is sharing us with your friends, and even bigger than that is listening in the G.D. first place. Thank you all very, very much. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris.
2: I've been Kelsey.
0: And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
2: Babe, I'm feeling like a real California. I gotta be honest, because I'm one with the universe right now. I love tofu. Namaste.
3: And so he spoke, and so he spoke, that Lord of me. Now the rains we, we always is With no one to hear Yes, now the
0: Well, huh. Cause
2: I'm hot
0: hot-blooded. blooded. Check Get it and see. and see.
2: I got a fever of 103.
0: I'm hot blooded. Go ahead and check it and see. <laughs> Neighborhood watch neighbor, the guy who's obsessed with security that and that that you, with conclusions on them that you jump to. Yes. Jump to. <laughs> He's super paranoid about uh all the every last little thing going on
2: chris yes it's mad uh, yes
0: i understand <laughs> god <laughs>